Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know that during this episode, I have recordings of my kids actually sharing things that they have memorized. Powerful, beautiful words that they have in their hearts and in their minds. And I have edited it the best that I can, but I had to do a lot of starting and stopping because, you know, they'd get giggling and and it was really fun, but it, it made so that as I've re-listened to it, you can just kind of hear where we started and stopped. So I'm just on to apologize to you that the audio will have that in it. And thanks for your understanding, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, 9, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Hey everyone, it is just me, Terilyn, today. Uh, We have had a lot of people ask us questions about how to help our kids love literature and poetry and what I do specifically to help my kids memorize uh, beautiful words. And so we purposefully kind of put that question, those questions on the back burner until after Felicia had her baby, knowing that kind of my thing and I just love it so much. So I'm so happy to be here with you today. My, uh, I have a high five this week and that is, I finally, guys, I have been working for months and months and months and with COVID, I kind of, uh, moved backwards a little bit in my tumbling skills, but I finally got a smooth front walkover this week, which I haven't had a smooth front walkover since I was a teenager. So that's a kind of a huge deal for me. Anyway, so moving forward, uh, you guys know my history with literature. I have my master's degree in English literature, and I taught at uh, university. I taught English there. So I love, I feel like the books I've read throughout my life have become a part of me, and I feel just like all the wonderful people who I've rubbed shoulders with throughout my life. Books are just like good friends who have made me better. Good books. And I feel like words and literature is this amazing portal that we have to centuries of wisdom from those who have come before us and those who live are living currently. And I mean, I really could go on for days about this. It was really hard for me to narrow down the ones I wanted to share with you and the tips I wanted to share with you because, oh my goodness, it's just so, 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 so exciting to me. And yeah, I just feel like my whole life has been improved by the beautiful words that I've come in contact with. And I feel like for our children, if we can give them these wonderful mentors that are these incredible authors, it just is going to help them in their lives. And for me, I feel like critical thinking and analyzing philosophy is really important and it teaches deep thinking. And I know that rote memorization is low on the totem pole when it comes to learning styles. However, I have found that there is so much power in having actual words memorized in our brains. Because what I found is that in times of need, or I mean, 
even if you're looking at it from a totally pragmatic standpoint, when your kids are older and they're writing essays for college, it is so amazing just to have great literature memorized in your brain. That's the least important thing, but it's important. The main reason why I want it is because I just have, I know I have these beautiful words of wisdom in my mind and they help me when I need them and I just love it. So I'm going to talk today about how easy it is to have us and our kids memorize amazing words. It is so easy, guys. It literally, like I spend probably three minutes a day with my kids or less, realistically one minute or less a day with my kids and they have memorized dozens of poems, uh, probably over 30 scriptures and two or three historic, like sections of historical documents. So the different categories of things I have my kids memorize is historical documents, poetry, quotes from inspiring leaders, and scriptures. So at all times, I always have one scripture that we're memorizing and then one from the other categories that we're memorizing. And I have no timeline. It can take as long as we need to memorize these things. And we just take a little bit of a day, a day at a time. And if it's a short thing, like a one verse scripture or a one stanza of a poem, I just say that stanza, literally, I say it and I have them try to say it with me. And we just do the same thing the next day, you know, two or three times. And so literally, I mean, it takes around a minute. It's amazing. And what I found is I started doing this with my oldest child when she was like maybe two. And it took her a little while to get the, it would take us a little while to like maybe say, learn four lines. And then I found as she got older and as I had more kids hop into it because they've been doing it for a long time, they can memorize stuff so fast now. It's amazing. Like our brains can just figure it out, guys. It's so cool. So not only are you giving them powerful words to have in their minds, but you're also increasing their ability to memorize, which is so valuable in school for the rest of their lives. To be able to see information and remember information is so cool. And I guess I should clarify in my children's situation, they're not seeing the words, they're just hearing the words and learning it, which I think is also a crucial skill to have. In school, a lot of it is auditory learning, whether that's good or bad, you have to be able to hear something and remember it. So I just love it. So that's the habit, right? Just every day, you we've talked a lot about your essentials. This is part of my essentials. I wake up, I do my miracle morning. Then whenever I sit with my kids, kind of like it's summertime, so we do like mid-morning, we do our memorizing section, We and then we read a ton of books. And I'll usually do a scripture story, and then we just read a big pile of books. And that's my essentials for the day. So it's pretty simple, but I love it. So um, the reason why I love having different categories here is it just kind of gives them an all-around uh, education, if you will, inside their brain. So, and when I say scripture, I mean, for us, I'm a Christian. And so I do a lot from our holy scriptures, but whatever your spiritual practice is, you can incorporate anything that's spiritually inspiring to you, or you don't have to use any of these categories. If you just want to do inspiring leader quotes, you can do that. This is all just a try this or not at your house. But I promise you, if you start this with your kids, it doesn't matter how old they are. You can start when they're teenagers. One minute a day takes no time at all. And you'll be amazed at what their minds can remember. It's so, so, so cool. So just a few different, I have, I'm going to include in our show notes. So if you just click on our, literally just in our iTunes show notes, there's all these links that are going to be here. But I'll also, if you sign up for our email list, I will give you a much more in-depth, like actually all the things that I talk about written down 
Um, so you can see those there. And if you go to our website, which is findthemagic.co, episode 81, there's there'll also be a lot of information there as well. So uh, I like to, just a couple things, if you're unfamiliar with, uh, well, historical documents, those are super easy, right? I, I'm talking about, I go to a certain website, well, I have several of the documents actually like printed, but I'll put a link for a website I like to go to from the government that is that has the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, uh, the United States, and you know, cool things like the Gettysburg Address that we just choose little excerpts from that and I can have my kids memorize those. Poetry, I, has a special place in my heart. I, when we read, I read poetry with my kids, I call it a spoonful of sugar and we eat it. I say we eat it because we're like devouring it like you do dark chocolate. So this is what we do with dark chocolate because I don't actually like dark chocolate, guys. And you may feel this way about poetry. I'm trying to like dark chocolate, but when we eat it, I have my kids sniff it we break it and listen to the sound of it breaking in our hands. We feel it with our fingers. And then at that point, usually our mouths are watering and then we taste it. So it's kind of like a sensory experience. That's what we do with poetry. We sit down, I just read them a little bit and I'll, I'll include, I have some links just to my favorite, just simple poetry books that are some nice translations of some classic poetry. But I just like to take it and every poem I ever read, I read twice and I ask them, what do you feel? What's the tone of this poem? That's really all I ask. We read it once. We sit with it. How does that make us feel? Then we read it again. And sometimes with poetry, poetry is really deep. And I don't get it on the first couple of times. If I really am not getting it, I'll open up an anthology where they actually like, you know, analyze it for you, which is helpful. Lately, though, I've just really enjoyed choosing shorter poems and just seeing what comes into my mind about poetry that I really love. And I, I don't know, just really beautiful truths kind of come up and it's fun to discover them yourself instead of having somebody tell you what those truths are. So that's what I do with my kids when we're just reading poetry. But um, when we memorize it, if it's a long poem, then we just do a stanza at a time. But if it's a short poem, we just I usually just cut to my favorite part of the poem and just have them memorize that. So my current favorite is by Rainer Rilke. He's from Germany, and uh, his poem called Autumn is amazing. It's about autumn. It's so beautiful. But the last two stanzas, like, almost make me cry, guys. I read them twice with my kids, and oh my goodness, it's talking about leaves falling in, in the fall time. And then it says this. It says, we are all falling. This hand's falling too. All have this falling sickness, none withstands. And yet there's one, with a capital O, and yet there's one who's gently holding hands, this universe falling, universal falling can't fall through. And when I read this the first time, nothing really stuck with me. But when I read it the second time, this inevitability that we are all falling, right? We're all moving towards death, physical death and spiritual death. And there's that reference with the capital O for one of God catching us and in our Religion in my religious belief system, there's the hope of resurrection and saving from spiritual death, and so it's kind of this feeling of like inevitability of death, but this hope that there's this the Christ has overcome death, and oh, it just it just gives me the chills that I started reading the poem thinking it's just about fall and autumn, and then there's this beautiful ah, 
part of it that just gives me the chills. And I love exploring those kinds of things with my kids. So when it comes to inspiring leader quotes, so that's just a little little tip about poetry. If you want to experience it with your kids, try doing it like you do a spoonful of sugar or dark chocolate, where you just kind of read it slowly, enjoy it. You might get it, you might not get it. I would recommend reading it twice though and going with what emotions it brings up inside of you. And also if you're into this, I mean, I'm way into this, but I love talking with my kids about what the poet did to make it more powerful. Did they use figures of speech like alliteration where you have two words that start with the same sound or is there a certain rhythm to it, which we'll talk about a little later or are they using metaphors? Oh my goodness. Metaphors are so fun with kids. Kids really, when they start grasping metaphors, guys, it's so cool where you can comparing one thing to another and it helps you understand that thing better. So cool. So poetry is a great place to like talk about all those things and really get your kids diving deep intellectually. It's so exciting. So then the next category is inspiring leader quotes. And these are just, I mean, historical figures, for years have been saying amazing things and we have them. I'm going to include my favorite, personal favorite quote book that I literally, like I'd go through the quote book and I highlight the ones I want my kids to memorize and then we just work through the book. It's so cool. Um, my kids are going to share later a few of those that I love. So I'm not even going to go into them now, but they're really, these ones are the easiest to memorize because they're not like historical documents are kind of hard because they have really big words. Poetry is awesome, but also kind of hard because it's deep. Most inspiring leader quotes are just really straightforward and super short and easy to memorize, which is so great. Um, I've shared with you guys before, but so I'm not going to share the same ones again. But one of my current favorite ones that I've had my kids memorize is by Mahatma Gandhi, and it's Power is of two kinds. One is obtained by the fear of punishment and the other by acts of love. Power based on love is a thousand times more effective and permanent than the one derived from fear of punishment. So I love that one as a parent because, wow, punishment is so tempting sometimes, right? Like you can really, if your kids are afraid of you, you can get them to do a lot of things. It isn't good for your relationship and it's not good long term for them acting like you want them to act, but um, it is effective in the short term. So it can be tempting, but I love it because power, I believe that power based on love is the most effective and lasting for sure. So I just love it that I have in my heart and in my mind, Mahatma Gandhi's words that I can pull up at any time into my brain and it's there. And I've taught it to my kids and hopefully at some point in time, it'll come up for them too. When they're tempted to use fear as a way of getting people to do things that they want them to do, they can lean back on that quote and be reminded that love is way more powerful. It's always good to choose love, even if it's sometimes hard to choose. So uh, let's see. That's one of my favorite leader quotes. Um, guys, there's just so much I just want to talk to you about that's so fun. I will, there's, and I want to go into so many different historical documents, but I'll spare you. I'll just put them um, in our email and on our website of all the other cool historical documents we do. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I'm going to actually have my kids on and they are going to share with you some of their favorite things that they've memorized to hopefully, and hopefully you'll find something that you love and 
I would love to hear how it goes for you guys. If any of you do choose to start having your kids memorize beautiful words and let me know how it goes because it's just so exciting. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have my two daughters with me for this section of this episode, and they are going to be sharing with us. I let them choose some of their favorite things that I've had them memorize over the years, and we have some things from three different categories, the historical document category, the inspiring quote category, and poetry category. So girls, say hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. And here is my oldest. She is going to be sharing with us just a small section of the Declaration of Independence. And I had her memorize this when she was probably, I don't know, two or three. I have a video of it. I'll try to find it and post it on Instagram. But uh, it's really fun. Every, anytime we talk about our country, it's really fun that all my kids can say this easily. It's really fun. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator by certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The thing I love about us taking the time to memorize that part of the Declaration of Independence is I actually, we read the part surrounding it and we can actually have some really great conversations as a family about it. Another few really fun ideas for historical documents are the preamble to the Constitution and also uh, parts of the Gettysburg Address are pretty inspirational as well. So now, coming from the category of just inspirational quotes, I have my second daughter with me and she is going to tell us about Carolus Linnaeus. I'm going to put a link to a book called Carl, Get Out of the Garden. And it's a book that my kids love that tells about, it's totally a science book. It talks about uh, Carolus Linnaeus and how he grew up as a child and became the person, pretty much the father of a modern day scientific classification system. It's so cool. And uh, he used to take kids, he became a teacher later, and he would take kids out into nature and they'd explore and try to find different species and they had a flag on it and it had this, these words on it. And these words, oh my goodness, they're like, I don't know, one of the themes of my life. I love it so much. So she is going to say first the Latin uh, version of it because he was really big into Latin because it's a universal language, right? And then she'll translate it into English for us. Carolus Nelaeus said, Omnia morari etiam tutissima. Fun rendering everything, even the most ordinary. Oh, I love that. Okay, so first it was in Latin, which, can you say the Latin part again? 
Um, Omnia Mirari Etiam Tertissima. Excellent. And then translate it into English for us nice and slow. Find wonder in everything, even the most ordinary. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, don't you guys love that? That there is wonder in every single little thing on earth. Oh my goodness, it's so cool. And then it's pretty cool to throw in some Latin in there, right? Anyway. Our next inspiring quote is by a man named Rene Dumal. I fell in love with this quote probably 10 years ago. My best friend, who has now since passed away, uh, she loved hiking, as I do. We both grew up uh, in the mountains, and she was actually the one who I probably hiked with the most as a child. And she had, she would say this quote by Rene Dumal. You cannot stay on the summit forever. You have to come down again. So why bother in the first place? Just this. What is above knows what is below, and what is below does not know what is above. One climbs, one sees. One descends, one sees no longer. But one has seen. There's an art of conducting oneself in the lower regions by the memory of what one saw higher up. When one can no longer see, one can at least still know. Oh, it gives me the chills. I love that one so much because, to me... There are times in our lives where we cannot see clearly. And it usually, sometimes we're having a hard time. Sometimes we're, sometimes we're in a place where things aren't making a lot of sense. Sometimes for me growing up, it happened at school when you're like caught up in what other people think about you. And to me, taking time to go to those high places is what clears my mind still. When I'm feeling like muddled, like I don't know what's happening or I, I, my priorities are getting mixed up, I can take myself to a high place and or a sacred place and kind of recenter and then I take that clarity with me as I descend again into just regular life right and so to me those high places are actual mountains I my head is always cleared when I am in actual mountains I find those places when I'm doing my morning time when I have my sacred soul filling time but I love that I love that my kids have those beautiful words inside their hearts to know that when we are in those beautiful places of clarity, we can take that clarity with us as we go into just our everyday life. Now we're going to move on to a poem. One of my favorite poets of all time is William Blake. He is fabulous. And one of my favorite poems of his is called Eternity. And here we have my nine-year-old saying that. Go for it, Nance. Eternity by William Blake. He who binds to himself a joy does the wings life destroy. He who kisses joy as it flies lives in an eternity of sunrise. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love it. Thank you. That was so good. So just so you guys know, my girls asked, they're like, can we read it even though we have them memorized? And I said, no. So just so you know, they did not read these. They had them in their minds. That one is so powerful to me. I know I've actually mentioned it in a past podcast, but it's so powerful because Literally, my life's like theme, one of the themes that keeps coming up for me is I feel a moment of joy and I love it. And then what happens? I want to cling onto that moment. Like I want to just freeze it and not move. It happens to me seriously on a regular basis. And when I became a parent, it became amplified. Like I still remember looking at my first daughter when she was like one and my, my husband was like tickling her. And I was just, I had this moment of like such joy, like her little chubby cheeks were so cute. And then I had this moment of like, this has got to freeze. Like, I do not want it to change. What if something happens to her? What if she like gets sick and dies next week? I mean, it was like this terrible, it's what Brene Brown calls foreboding joy. 
where we try to like cling onto it, onto the moment. And when we start that clinging, it like kills the joy. So I now literally repeat this poem in my mind probably three times a week when I have those moments. I have a moment come up. It's filling it's filled with so much joy. And then I feel myself wanting to cling. And I think of William Blake and I think of he who binds to himself a joy does the winged life destroy. He who kisses the joy as it flies lives in eternity's sunrise. And I picture that joy, this joyful moment that I'm feeling just as a butterfly that's coming. I get a look at it, kiss it gently, and then know that it moves on like every single thing in life does. And when I do that, it allows me to actually feel the joy instead of having that clinging feeling like, oh, but I don't want it to change. And then that just ruins ruins the joy. And I found that this poem has really been a huge key for me in living in the present moment. And I love it that all my kids can say it. And hopefully, I don't know, do you guys even feel that ever? Do you ever feel like when you're feeling a joyful moment, you want to cling on to it? Or does that not happen to you as kids? It does happen. Yeah. It happens to me too. Oh, okay. Well, good. It's amplified as I've gotten to be a parent, but I do remember feeling that feeling as a child. Like I just want to freeze this and cling onto it, but I'm actually glad that you guys see the application now, even as young kids. That's awesome. Do you guys like that I have you memorize stuff or do you hate it? I like it. I like it. You like it? (laughs) That's really all they've ever known. (laughs) But do you think it's hard or do you think it's pretty easy the way we do it? Just like a little bit every day. Uh, I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy for me. Okay. Do you have an all-time favorite? Um, I liked Tiger, Tiger Burning Bright. Oh, okay. It's called The Tiger by William Blake. They actually wanted to recite it for you guys, but it's a really long one with many stanzas, but it's so good, and it's it's just a classic. Um, in fact, it's some have said that it's one of the most anthologized poems of all time so that one is a cool one because it talks it's talking about it talks about god and it talks about uh the beauty and the ferocity of the tiger and he's comparing it to if you read it's in his william blake's songs of experience he also has songs of innocence where he talks about a lamb and he talks about how how can a God who made the lamb also have made the tiger? And it's this is a really beautiful poem about the duality of this life. And it's, it was actually one of my favorite ones to analyze in college. And so that actually makes me really happy, guys, that that's your favorite. Is that both of your favorites? It's mine. Yeah, it's mine. Okay, well, wow. We have two votes for The Tiger by William Blake. If any of you are going to memorize that with your kids, I would recommend taking it a stanza at a time. It probably took us several months to do. And we just do a stanza at a time and just say it. The first time you say the stanza, they won't have it. It'll take a couple weeks. And then you move on to the next one. And pretty soon you get into a really cool rhythm. In fact, there's this one part. Do you guys remember it? It says, and when... The stars threw down their spears and water heaven with their tears. Did he smile his work to see? Did he who make the lamb make thee? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one of my favorite stanzas. And you also remember the one where it's, um, and what shoulder and what art could, could twist, twist the, the sinews of thy heart? heart. And, and when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? So in that one, I always like take my hands and I twist them and twist the sinews of thy heart. And then when it says, and when thy heart began to beat, you can kind of hear the rhythm and I pat on my chest and when thy heart began to beat. So it's fun because as we learn this one, you kind of get actions to go with it and it really helps. And well, it helps you memorize it for one, but I actually love it with my kids because then we can actually talk about 
the power of words and the rhythm that's there actually adds. So in this situation, you actually have William Blake using like something that, I mean, it sounds like a heartbeat. And when thy heart begins to beat, and it's just so cool. Yes, correct. (laughs) And these ladies are correcting me. Anyway, it's just such a cool thing that you can have these wonderful discussions about literature and metaphor and rhythm and beauty is that funny to you (laughs) anyway it's just so awesome i get so excited about poetry the last category of beautiful words that i have my children memorize and that has brought a lot of power into our lives is that from holy scripture and this would work for any if you have a religion of any kind or a spiritual practice um any kind of text that has to do with that spiritual practice would fit into this category for you in your home. And for us, I'm going to share just a few from the Bible, from the King James Version that I found to just be really powerful in my own life that I go back to all the time. Uh, One is in the New Testament and it's Philippians chapter four, verse seven and verse 13. And it's the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And verse 13 is, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I use that last verse uh, during childbirth. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I use that as a mantra anytime I'm doing something really hard. And then the peace of God which passeth all understanding. I really love because I found that even in my really challenging times in life, there is a peace when I leave on when I lean on God that It doesn't even make sense, but I can find peace even in the middle of a storm, which I love. I also love 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 5 through 6. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. That's another theme that I love to find in literature and in scripture, and that is anytime there's words about being awake or having light in our lives, I am just, I gravitate towards those kinds of words. And so I just love that we are children of light, not of darkness. I also love, and it just like invites me to bring light and truth into my life more. Hebrews 4.16 is another one, which I just love that I had my kids memorize. And it is, therefore, let us, sorry, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I love the doctrine of grace. I love everything that it means. And there's something about that description of let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. It's so poetic and so beautiful. And it goes along with another theme that I search for in literature and in the scriptures. And that is anytime we ask God for help, uh, there's, never been a time in my life where I have felt uh, like he has ever left me alone, even in my hardest times. And even when the circumstances don't change like I want them to, uh, just asking for help has been such a powerful theme in my life. And so I have my kids memorize a lot of scriptures about asking God for help. And one of my kids' favorite scriptures is actually about that exact same theme. It's my three-year-old's very favorite. Okay, so I have my three-year-old here with me, and he is going to say his favorite memorizing scripture. Um, Revelation 3.20. Hold. I stand at the door and knock. Any man hear my voice, I open the door, and I come in him, strip of him, and him with me. Mm-hmm.
I like one, two, one. Okay, guess what? 